Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. everyone and welcome to the Spirit Room podcast. I'm your host Melissa White and I'm so pleased to introduce you today to two wonderful women. Bob was introduced to spirituality at a young age. She sent spirits and learned how to deal with their energy. She's done everything from teacup readings, palmistry, house clearings, oracle readings, mediumship, and is a Reiki master. Kim was amazingly lucky to have Barb as her mom as she taught teacup readings, oracle readings, house clearings, and has her level one and two in Reiki. She also works with essential oils. They've both been always interested in anything spiritual. Through their love of that, they created Daughters of the Moon podcast, which I love. I love that name. Um, where they could share their love for empowering people to live their best authentic lives by sharing about mind, body, and soul spiritual health through their experiences and special guests. So welcome, Barb and Kim. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> We're very yeah. excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much. And isn't it kind of nice? I find like being a guest on someone else's podcast is kind of a nice treat every once in a while. It's a little bit different. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It is a little less stressful sometimes than <laughs> getting it all together, figuring out, you know, what you're going to ask, do talk about <laughs> exactly yeah so you guys can just relax um good so let's let's start by just asking where are you guys calling from from alberta canada oh wonderful i didn't realize you were canadian that's amazing wonderful thank you thank you we're excited about that too <laughs> and okay so starting from the beginning i suppose um when did you both realize your uh, psychic abilities uh, probably when I was about 10 years old, didn't understand it. Uh, but I started seeing ghosts and things like that and realizing that I was in touch with some other world that I didn't understand at 10 years old. And, uh, and after that, it just kept coming. I didn't shut it out. And I was fortunate enough that Kim's grandmother, uh, was very intuitive. So she's lucky. She's got it coming from two sides, mm -hmm. you know, very lucky. And, so um, I started talking to her and she started talking, walking me through not being afraid of it and listening to my own, you know, what they were trying to say to me and that. So it really helped me because I was quite young. It's mm -hmm. like by the time I met her, I was still only like 17 years old. So she really opened up the doors because I was already receiving spirits that were coming through and they were coming in my house and up my stairs and upside and all over the place and she helped me how to not be afraid of it and how to accept it and just get the realism of what's happening with it all beautiful so that was your uh, mother-in-law then that's correct 
Wonderful. And I always think, you know, it's so interesting how spirit orchestrates that for us to have sort of the right people at the right time that can show us the way. Beautiful. It's just beautiful how that happens. It is wonderful. And I was lucky because I grew up with her. So I was pretty young. I think my first experience of um, knowing that I could sort of see people from the other side or feel things, I was probably about 10 ish, about the same age as you. And then, yeah, just, you know, she was always into it. So then you just start asking questions, right? Well, can I do tea leaves? Can I try that? Can I? You know what sticks, right? So, so she just started to her friends would come over, and of course they knew we did TVs then. And so it was a real, it was fun. It was fun, and uh, and they enjoyed it because they wanted to learn too. So yeah, the TVs was just another way of saying, hey, we're in touch with spirit world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually really wanted to ask about that because I've used it, you know, a few times in different workshops and stuff like that. And I found it really fascinating. Of course, you know, just a, a different type of divination tool, but something so interesting about the tea leaf reading, because I think it is so wonderful to open up the clairvoyance and to help people to understand, especially with the s- symbols and things like that, that can be such an important part of understanding the information that you're receiving. So would you would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about tea leaf reading, what it is and how, you know, how it works? Because I know so many listeners will be really interested. Okay. Tea leaf reading to me is like you have a cup of tea. Once you get all the, the, the tea out of the, you have your cup, you turn the cup over and you turn it so that the three times, so the handle sits in, in front of the person that wants a tea leaf reading. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you turn it back over and inside of it, you start to see all the visions of all the different things they're trying to tell you. The things that are at the top of the teacup to me was the things that were just right now. The things that are at the bottom of the cup or the things that are going to be happening down the road, or they could have been something that's already happened too. So you have to sort of, sort of see how that reads in the reading when you're doing the tea leaves so that you know how to fit the past and the present and join them together enough that they make sense to the person that you're doing the reading for. Right, definitely. So yeah, using using your intuition, but using the, the tea leaves to kind of tell you the story, which I think is really beautiful. Yeah, giving you the story. It's just really nice, like just how the story starts to kind of take hold of itself and, and you get different things. And sometimes I think there is symbols that do signify things, you know, be it like heart for love or something. But sometimes I think with the intuition, you see more past just what those symbols could stand for on an everyday. So true. So true. I love that. And I really agree because I know lots of times with students and stuff, they'll they'll really want some kind of system. They they want to know that if they see this particular image in their mind's eye, that it always is going to mean one thing. And I always encourage them to go beyond that because it kind of, I think it limits us actually in what we can receive and what we can get. And so it's always wonderful to, yes, you could, of course, sometimes there might be something that you, you recognize, like you said, the heart for love and all that stuff, but to go deeper and deeper and to be curious each with each different person, each different spirit communicator, you know, how, how unique and how different that can be. So I, I love what you're saying there. And did you, so 
Barb, did you start reading tea leaves at the, like, at what point in your development or what age were you when you started with the tea leaves? Oh my, probably about 16 years old. Okay. And was it your mother-in-law that introduced you to that? No, actually she drank a lot of tea, mind you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it wasn't her. It was sort of, I was just inspired. I took it, I heard about it and I thought, why not? And I always said to people when they were going to be doing the tea leaves, I just did a tea leaf reading on someone just recently. And I said to her, this is fun. I want you to have fun with this because I find if they open up enough when you're drinking the tea and you're saying it's fun, then when by the time you have the teacup turned over and everything, all of this information has come from them because you're saying to them, I just want you to enjoy this. I don't want you to be stressed out. Just enjoy what's coming through with it. And, you know, and it just makes so much sense when you're doing the reading because they relax. And then you can turn because it was not just at that point with me anyways and Kim either that when you're doing the tea leaves now you're intuitively picking up as well your psychic ability stepping in and you're impacting it 100% to give them what they want need to know mm-hmm. definitely it's so true with the relaxation you know I, I find if it's so true if somebody is nervous fearful or just you know uh, stressed or uh, you know even feeling a little bit apprehensive it can make such a difference as far as like how the flow of the reading is going to go. So it kind of makes sense to have something like that, where the drinking of the tea, that ritual of it, I think is really beautiful. And it would serve as a nice sort of introduction into like into the energy. So I could see how that would be a really lovely way to read for people. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. That's, that's wonderful. And so would you say, okay, so if you were to conduct the tea leaf reading, do you like to um, bring forward all the information that you pick up and then ask them if they have like any questions or how does that usually go? Yes, I usually pick up what I see. And then what actually what I do is I ask them to look into the teacup themselves and see if there's anything that they see in there that I've seen. And sometimes what I do is I'll point out with a pen or something what I saw and how I define that so they can sort of have a better understanding of how I'm seeing it. And I always try to define with that with people was, you will not see the same thing as me because you may, but most of us have a different vision. It's rather it's, you know, like when I do my clairvoyant stuff and that, I mean, it's different all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I tell people that when you're looking in there, just because I saw, let's say an owl in there, doesn't mean you'll see that owl, but you might see a bird. So tell me what you saw so we can talk about that and how that works into your life and how it's going to mean something for you down the road or how it meant something to you in the past that is associated with what's happening now in the, in the present. Yes. And it's so true. You know, you could have a hundred people looking at the same teacup and I'm sure you would have probably a hundred different or slightly slight variations, you know, different ways of seeing it. And that's kind of the amazing thing. It's like, you'll see what you need to see based on what your intuition is telling you. So I think that's really, that's really interesting. I like them to know that they have a say in their future too. Yes. Thank you. It does. Right. And so true. So they have that say in their future, if they want to, you know, like, work with it. It's like when Kimmy and I do readings, we are sometimes stuck. And uh, what we do is we'll do a reading each other with, on one person, but she has her opinions of how she's seeing the cards. And I have my opinions of what I'm seeing of the cards. And then we combine them and we stack on them 
to give the, the client as much information as they possibly can on the cards that are in front of us and in front of them. That's really an important point because it is it is true that we all are going to receive slightly different information, but also we all are looking at it from our own um, perspective and we have our own frames of reference for things. So I think that's really wonderful that the two of you do work together in that way. Yeah, yeah we're pretty lucky. It is, it is really nice. And I, I think you're right when you say you have your own perspectives. And I think it's really important too for people to know that when you're doing especially when you're doing readings, that um, it's it's like a map. So it's a plan, but you have that, you have free will. So yes. you have that choice to change that plan at any point, given the information that you're giving. Right? That's so true. I also tell people that you might be here right now and you're, you're having this reading done for you. But if you come in one set mind and then you leave here in another set mind, it could just take this reading and take it null and void. So like if they have a naysay about what I'm saying is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really an important point. And I actually find that it's not really discussed enough. The free will aspect of all of this, because there are many times when people will ask me, well, you know, point blank, they want to know, will this whatever event, you know, will this occur? And I'm always sort of like thinking, well, I don't know. Are you going like it, this could be very likely this is a potential, but it's going to depend on you. Like, are you going to do this and this and this to get to that point or are you not? Because they could decide at any point not to. And also the other people involved also have free will. So we're also, you know, we're looking at this likelihood and potential, but people also have to take their own responsibility for their choices and for their lives. And I personally find maybe back in the day, people used to go to psychics for this, I don't know, this, a lot of prediction and a lot of like, I think they, they kind of gave, I don't know, like concrete, like this is, this is your destiny. There's no changing it kind of messages. And I think now we've evolved and realized that we do have so much say in so much. So I always like to just empower people to know, yes, this is this is the information, but exactly what you're saying, like it's up to you. And also I like to focus on too, like how are they going to get to that place? So the information becomes more about like how to and like insight and guidance rather than these absolutes, you know, that they're asking us to take responsibility for their their lives a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that a hundred percent because I think it, it does, it does sometimes feel like for me, when I'm doing a reading with someone, it's like you're doing a reading for them, but you're also sort of giving some counseling or some kind of soul counseling, right? Like if you go down, mm -hmm. these are the things that most Could likely happen. will happen, yeah. but you do mm -hmm. have the visuals. You could change those um, knowing that, right. And a lot of people that I think makes them feel better too, makes them feel a little more empowered to know, Oh, they have I can choice. make this choice yeah. of changing that, that I don't want to happen by making these other things yeah. Good mm -hmm. or yeah. staying stuck. <laughs> it's harder you know it's easier said than done. i think the the hard part is when people know that they could choose differently, but it's just always that like, real real it takes a lot of i think sometimes a lot of effort to do it so they would sometimes i think it's just human nature sometimes they just prefer that 
we we tell them, you know, like this is this is what's going to happen. But um, yeah, it was a good reminder for people listening that, of course, yeah, it's always it always comes down to the choices that they're going to make, and they have the ability to change that. Right. Yeah, they do. So it sometimes would be nice if somebody could tell you it's going to happen. <laughs> I've, I've been struggling a little bit like that lately. It's like okay, what is going to happen? And then I'm listening to different things, different podcasts. I'm like, oh, there's some answers. Oh, darn. <laughs> it's true and I I totally like empathize with that because it's it's depending on what season of life you're in what's happening I think sometimes even in a reading even if it's there's one sentence or one word that that person needs to hear that will just kind of give them that hope or that sort of like light in the darkness that's like oh okay I do have this to look forward to or there is a way out or there is a way around whatever is going on I think that can be so so helpful so I understand that need like sometimes we just we really do want someone to just tell us what to do like I mean I think we all do but um yeah it, it sort of is such a complicated such a complicated thing as an intuitive mother and daughter team I feel pretty certain that you guys must experience a lot of telepathic communication between the two of you. Do you have any stories you can share about the psychic connection between the two of you? Well, we've always pretty much been in tune with each other. So it'll be funny because, of course, sometimes it's like, oh, I was just going to call you and tell you this or, you know, things will come out that way. But we did have an experience where she was actually out West and I was back in Ontario and her boyfriend at the time had a stroke and he passed and it was like, I knew Well, he came to visit me and I was like, get back into your body. Like, what are you doing here? You're freaking me out. Right. And then it was so funny because when she called me, I said, something happened. Right. And she's like, yeah. So then we talked about it and it was, yeah, it was just like, we were on that same, same connection. Yeah. And we often find ourselves, you know, saying the same thing or, you know, calling each other and be like, Oh, I was just going to call you to tell you this. And it's like, Oh, or finishing okay. a sentence. <laughs> or finishing a sentence. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I would imagine. Yeah. That's pretty normal, natural for you. Probably has happened since the beginning. Uh, yeah. And even, even as a teenager and stuff, like it was really kind of hard to hide things from her. Cause it was like, even though I didn't know I was at that point on this energetic level with her, it's like, she just knew. So yeah. I came home to tell her I was pregnant with my first son. She, I came in and I'm like, um, I have something to tell you. She goes, you're pregnant, right? I'm like, yes. How did you know that? But right. Just things like that always were yes. for us. Yeah. Totally relate to that. And my kids are very aware of that kind of thing with me. And I try to, you know, of course you try to give them their privacy. It's not like we're trying to tune into them, but at the same point, you know them so well, and there's that connection. You love them so much that it's pretty hard sometimes not to know what's happening. And I, I think that my daughter, my daughter is 12 and she's just starting to recognize that I do actually know what I'm talking about with things like this because she she had a situation recently and I, I said oh I just stated something as fact even though she hadn't told me yet and she said how did you know that and I said do you forget do you forget who you're, who you're speaking to because she I think she does I think she just kind of doesn't realize you know that that 
that's actually happening. Um, but then, and then I think it's been kind of astonishing for my son too, because he's more like my daughter is quite psychic. She is mediumistic, whether she goes down this path or not, I don't know yet, but she certainly does have the abilities with my son. He's more, he is very intuitive. I think he wouldn't necessarily label it as that. Like, I think that he is, he would say he's observant. He's studying to be an accountant. So he's got more of the analytical, you know, like that kind of mind. But yeah, I think sometimes certain things that have happened, he's just been a little bit like, it does blow him away still sometimes, but he might be a little more used to it because he's older now. But uh, yeah, with my daughter, I think she's just starting to realize. So it's pretty funny. It, it is fun to watch them when they're kind of like when my boys were young, young, they would often, mm-hmm. you know, sense spirits and, and different things. And then they kind of got through that awkward age where it was like, okay, yeah, okay, that's what you do. But yeah. then it was funny too, because you'd say to them, you have to get rid of this because it's bad energy in your house. And where'd they go? They're out of the house with whatever I said to get rid of, right? So, but they were so intuitive themselves that again, right? The same thing, right? It's just, they pick up on it and just- We never stop their imagination is what we didn't do is to allow them to really feel and sense uh, what was around them. And, um, you know, and they were great because they would come to us and say, so how can we, so how does he make this bat better grandma or mom, you know, and we bring out our stones or crystals, whatever, and do our whatever to make it better for them. And so the kids realized after not a very long time that they could trust that we could uh, make things better for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. To kind of have that real bond um, over the healing aspect with, I think it's so, yeah, that's so beautiful and so important, especially for kids to have that, you know, to feel like it's not going to get shut down. Like if they sense something, see something, feel something that they're not going to be told it's nothing or it's there, it is, you know, like nonsense, which I think does happen, unfortunately, you know, quite a bit of the time with, with intuitive children. Yes, it does. I agree. But it's nice to see them coming into their own, like your children Mm -hmm. too, kind of coming into their own on their own terms of however they want to move forward in life with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really, it is wonderful to just, I think that they have the basis to know that they can trust their own intuition too, and that it isn't something that they have to look for outside of themselves. So hopefully, you know, hopefully I've empowered them with that. What about, do you, what spiritual practices do you find the most helpful in empowering people? I find that we have so much, so many people coming back now since we've done, started our podcast and that. Because uh, it's even when people say to you, so you have a podcast, what's about spirituality? Oh, what's that about? It's about finding your bliss and uh, finding what works for you, right? Mm-hmm. And um, where is it going to go with that? I don't know. <laughs> I just find that with, uh, with what we're doing with it, it's reaching out. It feels so good to just talk to people on a regular basis and sort of connecting with them like that fast and realizing what they really need. And not trying to step out of our boundaries because we know we're not supposed to do a reading on somebody unless they've given us permission or such. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still touch in with them enough that you can still feel that realism happening and unfolding at the same minute sort of thing that you can give them even two minutes of your time that makes them smile or makes them do something that uh, makes you feel good and makes them feel good. That's what I find about spirituality. If you listen you watch their smile or their frown or whatever, 
I experiment with this so much and help them so much without crossing the line of stepping into their business. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, everything we do is about, we want everybody to know that spirituality can touch you so deeply and can help you so much, help you find your bliss and, and help you get to where you need to go to find your happiness. That's so true. It's so true. And so many, I think it's lacking, you know, in so many people where they know that there's something greater than themselves, but they don't know where to start or they don't know, I think, sometimes where to look or they have a sense of it being something so, so great that or so big that they it's overwhelming. So it's wonderful what you're saying. Yeah, to be able to just connect with them person to person, soul to soul. And I think, too, it's it's true that everyone has the capacity to be a healer it has to do with your intention and you know just bringing kindness bringing empathy bringing a sensitivity to the people bringing warmth to people as you meet them in your day it has it doesn't have to be something that is like a designation or that you've taken you know this or that training it, it really you have the power to be a healer just by bringing that into the everyday life you know I, I agree. And I think for me too, like with my spiritual practices, when I'm doing different things, rather it's readings or like my oils or things like that, I like to empower people because I always find like they come to me to ask me for those things. And it's like, how can you help me with this? And it's like, well, what are you picking up on that? Because it's right. like, it empowers them to know that they have that ability. And I like to tell people when the I'm doing your reading or something for them. It's like, you can do this. You can also do this. Everybody's intuitive. It's just, you know, I've been doing it for longer and I tap into it more, but that doesn't mean that you can't do this for yourself to get that information when you need it without having to seek outside help. Right. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that is sort of the goal, you know, like at the end of the day, it would be wonderful. I feel like the reading itself or the initial appointment, whether it's a reading or healing or whatever, it's sort of like that. It's like a, a threshold of some sort. It's like they're coming. It's like a gateway to further healing if and empowerment if they choose, you know, so it has the potential to be such a turning point, such a catalyst for someone. And then hopefully after that reading, they, they're shown what's possible. They're shown the reality that life does continue after death. They're shown all kinds of, you know, and have things confirmed for them. Then hopefully they take that and they go out into the world and they do their own exploration and they want to, you know, really find their own intuition and their own connection to spirit that's that's what i hope for people you know i think that that's really that's really what we would love to see yeah i agree with that because it is so lovely when you see people get on their own path of healing right oh, yeah. and and you know to say to them because i know i've said to my one stepdaughter anyways is like this is your path you have to choose what feels right for you i can't choose that for you i can offer guidance I can offer suggestions, but in the long run, it's you being in, in, you know, alignment with yourself to be able to find your own true path, whatever that That's means. Right. That's right. I agree. Because we're not all designed on the same path. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What do you find to be the most challenging part of the spiritual development journey? Um. <laughs> 
for me, it would be my self-limiting beliefs. So (laughs) I'm constantly in battle with myself because, well, I have somewhat of an analytical mind. So sometimes I think I block myself because I put too much, I analyze it too much. And then, so I don't open up enough. So I think that's my biggest hurdle Mm -hmm. practice in my journey. Yeah, I suppose. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of my maturity in life or whatever. Um, but I find that I'm, I, it just comes to me and I accept it for pretty much what it, it's giving me. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I don't predict death. I will not. I'm not God. Yeah, I don't do that either. And when I do a reading, I tell them, like I just did a, a thing for an old age home here in town. And of course, because they were all up in their ages and stuff. Uh, they were all asking me like different things like that. And I said, I don't tell you what God knows. Mm-hmm. I only tell you what you need to know to help you be here now, you know, and um, be the best of you while you're here and living in this world. It's not about uh, the prediction of when it's going to come to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we all shouldn't really know that. I agree. I really agree with that. I've, I've in the beginning of my career, I was pressured by a lady, an elderly lady that, really did want me to tell her some information like that um about someone else and I just I felt so uncomfortable but I also felt like I owed it to her like I felt like I didn't realize at that point I was so brand new and I didn't realize that I could like have some good boundaries you know and that I could like say like what I felt comfortable with and what I didn't so that was sort of a good lesson for me to realize that no that's that's not the way that I work and it's not how I choose to work Good for you. And it's so true because people have to do their own thing too. If we set those boundaries for them, then they're going to live within those and we don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. And you know, actually going back to um, what you were saying, Kim, I think with the limiting beliefs, I, I think that's such a huge, huge challenge for most people. Like I think just seeing people that are you know, on that kind of journey and working with spirit, working with their intuition, working psychically, intuitively. It's a sense that I think the, especially with the mediumship, I find that kind of development, that kind of training, it really does offer a beautiful healing for that because you end up having to let go of perfectionism pretty quickly because you start to recognize like, oh, it doesn't actually, that doesn't actually exist. Um, And also just coming to the point where I think you have so many experiences with spirit where they validate or they show us like exactly what we need to know. And then we finally realize, okay, we can let go of that. I think that doubt or that real sort of like inner critic, which I think lots of us experience. Um, I know I certainly have, but um, yeah, I think that's a really big one. So I think like listeners will relate to that for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with you because I think you you hear about a lot of that right now, right? Is just in in any part of life, not just in spiritual aspect, is that that's so much of a, a thing, right? And we hold ourselves back so much by putting that kind of gate up and you know i keep trying you know because of course you you know all the right things to do when you're especially as you're down this path you're like okay i know if i meditate and i just open my mind and 
I quit thinking about it. The messages are going to just open. The messages are going to come, but you still put those fears, right? And I always get fearful that, you know, what if I don't give the right information? Yeah. yeah. I know. I think all of us that do anything with mediumship or readings, we all sort of have some of that in the back of our mind, right? Yeah. I think, and I think it's actually not such a bad thing because I've also seen people who don't seem to question that ever. And there's not really an ounce of, um, what's the word, like humility or any kind of idea in their mind that maybe like they could misinterpret a piece of information. And I think that's also very dangerous. So I always feel like it's okay to have a little bit of that human sort of doubt. I mean, it's, it's showing that we do care. And if you worry about giving the right information, it, it does. it is sort of you're someone that wants to do the best that you can for the person that's coming to you, as long as it doesn't get in your way or stop you, you know, from really being open and from trusting. But it's so true. Like once you're in that partnership with spirit and you are trusting in them and you're trusting yourself, I feel like no matter what, exactly what's going to be needed is going to be said. You know, you'll be guided to say what you need to say. But it is such a, a very normal and very human doubt, like every once in a while to just be like, oh my God, like when you think of the enormity of it, like just how powerful and how influential a reading can be, right? So I think it's good to honor that. It's good to it's good to think about that for sure. It really yeah. is. I find with me with when I'm doing my readings or a show or something like that, my spirit guides will come in and they'll be telling me things. And I'll look at up and I go, are you kidding me? You want me to say that? Yeah. And it's like, really? And then they, uh, <laughs> so I'm questioning spirit. Like, seriously, there's another way of handling this. But at the same time, when spirit doesn't want me to say something, it stops me from saying it. I get my, my, uh, I start to mumble or I, uh, don't say it properly so spirit's telling me no they're not ready to hear that so you, that's yeah. going to be another time down the road yeah. so that spirit wouldn't let me actually say it so and when you start recognizing that the spirit's saying well that's not what you're telling today you know and it's like well okay uh or another day like i said they'll say no you are going to say this and it's like really i don't think they're ready for that and they're going yeah you are you know so you speak it and you say it anyway um but yeah, spirit's wonderful for giving you the information you want to hear. And it's up to you to listen well enough that spirit goes, hey, I'm not shitting you. You just need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so true. And it, it is, I think, this real bond of trust because they have to trust us so much to be a voice for them. And then we have to trust them so much that they're not going to leave us high and dry or they're not going to give us some like information that's just like out like a, like not, wild. not or, i mean it might be wild but it's always true you know so that's that's good but i i think that that's what it comes down to you know is really really that relationship with them and that's one of the things as you i think as you practice and as you work with more and more people you start to develop that bond and that friendship with spirit in such a way that you know like you've done it so many times that you understand that even if it feels like you don't know what how this is going to make sense or you don't know how the person is going to take this, you know that they wouldn't be offering it to you if there wasn't a reason or there wasn't a purpose for it. That's so true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
what about spirit guides? Like any tips for listeners who'd like to work more closely with their spirit guides? Do you want to go on that one? <laughs> well, for, for me, I always like, I believe, well, <laughs> I have a lot of beliefs. So for me, with my spirit guides, I just call out to them, knowing, I guess, and trusting that they'll be there to give me the answers. I really like doing the meditations where you can actually kind of get quiet and listen because I think when we get quiet, because our lives are so busy and the world's going in such a fast pace that if we can't get quiet, it's really hard sometimes to connect in with your spirit guides. And you mm-hmm. have to trust because they come to us in all different ways, rather it's a song on the radio or something repeating that you hear all the time. And if we're so going so fast we can't tune into that so I think that's a big thing for me I know that right now I'm personally going through a shift because I'm getting a lot of um ringing in the ears I know not because I'm getting old but (laughs) (laughs) ringing in my ears which are to me is like the spirit guides are coming in and they're like okay get ready because we're gonna be giving you some more information so I think the biggest thing is to you know, call on whoever it is that you believe in, whether it's the angels or it's, you know, the goddesses or it's somebody that's passed by and then just sit in quietness and listen to the answers you get. Yeah, it's true. I I find that uh, with doing Reiki, because when you're doing Reiki, you have to pull your spirit guides in to uh, help them to heal the people that you're there working on. And so when you start working with your spirit guides with something like that, you really do have to believe in your sense of what you do with your energy sort of thing. And mm. it's really you that's doing the healing. It's your spirit guides and the angels and whomever else you want to be calling on that's doing that, um, that you're just that tool. You're the tool that they work through. And uh, But I find that working with Reiki has really opened my spirit guide connection even my animal guides connection because I have a lot of spirit animals too. And um, it really opened my connection to that world and it really, really stays with me really strong. Mm, Yeah, I could see that, especially I notice it in, I think it's with Reiki or any kind of energy healing modality where you do kind of have to make yourself still and passive. Whereas I think like to receive, whereas sometimes in mediumship, it's so active like you're just so involved and even though yes you surrender and all the rest of it and it's coming through you I just find mentally it's a little bit more active whereas with the healing when you're working say like with Reiki and someone is on the Reiki bed and and you're offering the healing you allow yourself to get into that space and go into that state of consciousness where you're just so receptive and I think it is just the perfect opportunity for your guides to make themselves known to you and for you to have those experiences where you're feeling them and like like you said about the animal guides it's it's kind of like such a beautiful healing for the person who's receiving it but also for the healer Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. Yeah. What about the um, hosting of the podcast? Like, can you tell us some things that have been challenging and then also the things that are really rewarding? I think the most challenging thing for me has been 
uh, well, I think in the beginning, we didn't really know what we were doing. <laughs> that was true. So that was challenging. <laughs> and because we don't edit a lot of, well, I haven't really edited a thing. So we really are just kind of on there making bloopers or errors and just kind of figuring it out as we're going around. Because mom is retired, she has a lot more time and I actually have a corporate job. So I have to, any interviews we do or anything like that, I have to kind of work, wonder, ar work around that. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of promotion, the publicity of the podcast, that yeah. um, can sometimes be challenging. But for me, the most rewarding thing is, A, I get to do this with my mom. So that's a pretty, <laughs> that's you. a pretty cool thing, right? And, and I think, you know, going forward, you know, as her legacy, when it's her time to pass, this will be such a amazing experience that we got to do together. And then the other really rewarding thing is getting the message out to people and just the great creative collaborations, the amazing people that we've met along our journeys. Oh my God, yes. Um, has been amazing. Like I, I, I feel very blessed every day to oh, be able to too. do this. I think too, with, with doing the podcast is speaking to people like yourself, teaching us too. We're getting the rewards of you educating us about how you do things and how it works with you. And so we can share that bliss through a podcast with other people because they're listening to it and they're going, wow, they didn't know that either sort of thing, but they're learning at the same time as us. So this has been like a, such a rewarding experience because people have educated us in their spirituality beyond what we thought we knew already. Mm -hmm. and, and it's wonderful to see that people are out there doing all these different modalities um, and spirituality and that and, you know, trying to be the best they can be. And it's so nice to know that we can be part of trying to introduce some of these things that are so wonderful that can make them feel so good about their life and what they're doing, trying to do and how they can change things around. So that's what podcasts have done for me. It's been it's been an amazing adventure and it still is. Even, and even with you today. Thank you. Yes, we really appreciate you reaching out because yeah. It's, it, and that that even is is a rewarding thing for me is like when you're doing it and every week you're doing it and you're the one reaching out and then all of a sudden reaches out to you you're like yay this is pretty awesome <laughs> it is nice it is nice to share I think what you totally agree with what you're saying it's like we all can learn things from one another and it's beautiful when people are open to that you know it's just so nice to be able to to share also. It's such a big part of who we are as people. So it's really comforting to know that there are other people in a, other places that are doing, you know, doing the same work. And there's a bit of that um, kinship. You know, there is like a, a, a connection there, even though we would have never met, you know, or anything like that. But it's <laughs> wonderful, to, wonderful to feel that. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. So where where can people find you? Okay, well, we um, can be found on, we have an Instagram page and a Facebook page under Daughters of the Moon podcast, also a YouTube page now where we've been trying to do our podcast, not only we we have it out on pretty much any platform that you can get, to look at. Um, mm -hmm. Daughters of the Moon podcast, and then we've also moved over to YouTube as well, so we record them live on there 
or not live. We pre-record and then we post them on there. Um, People want to see us for And then reason. we have mm. a website <laughs> as well. And everything is pretty much linked together. So any anywhere you want to find us, we're the Daughters of the Moon. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, any, any last little bits that either of you would like to share before I let you go? No, I can't think of anything, <laughs> but I would like you to share something with us that you know that we don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, um, well, I don't know if I, I don't know what to, to share with you that you don't know. I would, I would, I guess I would just share that with spirit. What I find is that they literally always find a way. So whatever it is that we're looking for, searching for, whatever it is that we are uh, worrying about or trying to create, like all of these things that we're, we're up to in, in life, if there's a will, there's a way. And I do feel like with our willingness to kind of just be aware of them and to work with them, they can orchestrate so many amazing, surprising, beautiful moments of healing confirmation, synchronicity. I think there's no limit. There's no limit to what they can actually show us and what they can actually teach us. And so I would just offer everyone listening just this this realization that it's far more magical and I think it's far more real and beautiful than we've ever really allowed ourselves to to know. So it's just about being open and receptive to that. I think that's the idea. Well yeah. put, girl. That's, well that's put, girl. beautiful. Yeah. And I think for me, I just like to share with people that, you know, going out into the world and being your authentic self is the best way to show up in the world because we need more of that for one. Being yourself. <laughs> and I think the more authentic we can be with ourselves, the more we're leading ourselves down the path that we need to be on. And then we're sharing our light whatever that means for you, rather you're, you know, rather you're into energy work or mediumship, mm -hmm. or you're just a doctor, not just, but right. You're a doctor, lawyer, you're, chief, it, it doesn't matter at that point. I think because you're showing up in the world as your authentic self, you're lighting up the world and we need that right now. Oh yeah. Share, share, share. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, well, thank you both so very much. It's been such a pleasure having you. And I really appreciate you coming and sharing with all of us. Thank you very well, much. Thanks. It's been a pleasure well, to be you. on your show. Yes, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting us. And it was wonderful getting to have this creative collaboration with you. <laughs> and hopefully one day you'll be on our show too. Yes, I'd love to. I'd love to. Good. Well, I will leave us there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and for listening. You know that you can find me at melissawhitemedium.com. And uh, just take good care, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.